Claire's excitement was palpable as she explored the plump snake. She didn't know if that was the name of the ship, but that's what it looked like to her from the outside. People sure had weird ways of moving around back then, Claire thought to herself as she walked the empty halls. She sensed a strange feeling on the ship. Every corner of it felt personal, felt well-lived in. The thousands of indecipherable knick-knacks along the walls covered every inch of cold steel with a warm coziness. This wasn't just a transport. This was a home to a family that seemed to go on a great many adventures. Clear stopped in place as she thought about the wolf pack. They had gone on quite a few adventures in her time, but she felt oddly nervous when she dwelt on them. Would they still like her? She felt so humiliated in this moment. She couldn't bear to face them after what she had become. Would Lola be disappointed in her? Would Vindros be embarrassed by her? Would Corton even want to see her anymore? Every negative thought swelled in her mind, forcing Clear to start running, just to escape the thoughts that hounded and blamed her. But the noise faded when she found herself staring at a picture on the wall. It looked like a picture of the previous owners of this ship, but so many of them looked like nothing Clear had ever seen before. Yet oddly, all of these strange races seemed to have something in common. A familial love. Clear had never seen these people before, but it was obvious this team cared for each other very much. They were a wolf pack. Clear wiped her tears away with her sleeve and marched to the ship with determination. She searched for the controls to this vessel and pressed every button she could find until the ship began to flicker to life, perhaps for the last time. This machine looked complicated beyond words, but that wouldn't dissuade Clear. She was determined to succeed. She didn't know how to fly this thing, but that was okay. All she needed it to do was go up, to go home. Go, go listen to the credits that always go up on the feed, because you need to learn about the No Horny Twitter. This is such a momentous occasion. Uh, we're, you won't hear this, audience, for two weeks because we're ahead of schedule. But this will go down in history as uh, two momentous events. One, of course, the Georgia runoff election, which will determine uh, if this is a livable country for a generation. <gasps> and the other is, of course, the uh, announcement that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are getting divorced. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Oh. I thought they had already broken up. Huh. I'll be honest. <laughs> I just assumed that happened like three years ago and I just missed the news. There was a long period of time where Kanye West was doing things and everyone was like, Kim's putting up with this? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And she finally, so, I guess, was done. 
So last we left this adventure, uh, the party had themselves a little forest jaunt. You just had a little side quest in a forest. You met an alligator. You had some important uh, campaign shaping conversations about strategy that they definitely took notes on. Uh, you fought some bats. And then uh, Diana, who was seemingly sleeping through a, a pivotal uh, ambush, was in fact in the dream realm where she pulled the ghost of Amy Wolfram, who you did not know was dead. So when she appears ghost-like, specter-like in front of you, uh, very confusing. So that's where we're going to start the, the episode is uh, Amy Wolfram, 19-year-old Ash Genasi, uh, kind of a humanoid person covered in uh, fire and ash, just rises up out of the ground like a shade and says, Hello, dipshits, I'm back! What in tarnation? Yep, so I had the same thought. It's been quite a while. Well, it hasn't been that long at all. It's been quite a journey since we last left. I've been through a lot. I'm sure you have too. Or not. I don't know. Maybe you guys are just chilling. Are you a ghost? Or like, is this like a, like a, like a sending or something? What's going on here? Uh, you know, I have I didn't die, so I don't know if I'm technically a ghost, but my mother has stolen my body, so what? I'm currently incorporeal. Uh-huh. Well, I thought your mother was dead. Well, she was, and then I wandered off onto the Salt Flats, long story, and I was going to die, and I made contact with her spirit in the afterlife, and she kind of protected me and i don't know if her plan was to steal my body all along or she saw an opportunity and took it but she is currently now piloting my meat and i am she, <laughs> piloting meat <laughs> she just puts a hand through your head lola just pulls it in and out i've 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 got questions why didn't you follow your body wherever it's gone so that you can go get it back and where's your sister because if we can see you, can you, could your sister see you and, and be like, oh, hey, mom, give, give the body back? Great questions, uh, insect lady. Um, sorry, I don't remember any of your names. Really? Um, That's fine, I barely remember yours. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at Bramble and says, Sir Dwarf, maybe you could speak for the, the life forms here. Um, so uh, the afterlife is complicated. It's kind of another realm and it's difficult to navigate. It's full of... Uh, things that want me dead, people that I may or may not have <coughs> killed. <clears throat> but uh, so it's it's complicated. I had to kind of make an escape, and uh, luckily our friend here, and she gestures to Diana, the the little white bat who's already fallen back asleep because it's like the afternoon, and she's a bat. <laughs> she says she's a powerful telepath of some kind and found me uh, a medium, a powerful medium, and she found me and brought me here. Kind of into a, 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 she puts her hand through Vindros now, and is like, "I'm not corporeal, but I'm more here than I was in the other world." So, I could have gone after my sister and my body, but I know where they're going. So there's no point in chasing them when I can head them off. Where are they going? To kill my father. Well, I mean, that's what we're up to. Does that mean we don't got it anymore? Well, if you want to leave the fate of the country up to an 11-year-old, uh, I guess that's your prerogative, but it kind of does make you a sociopath and a bastard. So. Also, I'm worried about the body-hopping ghost because we could just end up with someone else's in, in the king's body. That'd that's be bad. true. Like, we, we want to deal with the body-hopping ghost, probably. All right, so we kill the pink 
the giant pink baby and then we go get your body back or I'm sorry, did you just say giant pink baby? That's what I decided to call the king. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was gone for a little bit. I didn't know if there was like a, a, a gargantuan infant situation to deal with. No, it's just because he's like a, a huge little baby. Wow, wow, wow. I want to be in charge. Yeah. See, he's just yeah, like I mean, that. Vendross beat him up already. I mean, it was like a... Yeah. Like a didn't lay a finger on me. He's nothing. Salt clone or something, but... Diana snores loudly in the background. <laughs> Diana, should is this safe for you to just like sleep here? Yeah, it's just yeah, two bananas. <laughs> two bananas. I wish I had two bananas. <laughs> Amy just like looks over to Bramwell again and it says, So obviously you're in charge. Where's my spiritual advisor? Is it that her right there, the bat? What? <laughs> no, the 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 mole. Bramo stops for a moment, and his like his gears are kind of turning, and he, he just stops. He's like, "What, like some kind of badger?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose your pet? All right, just point me, just point me to my ship. I'll be taking it if you're not going to be fucking useful. Well, you're a ghost. You can't drive a ship. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> and, I don't know how to break this news to you. <laughs> Can't you just, like, fly? Did you say that Sabrina's headed this way? Uh, yeah, it's a long story. She's going by Claire now. You know how she always is with her storybooks. One week she's Captain Hippopotamus. The next week she's the the Purple Flame. I She's Claire right now. Um, but, yeah, she... It's a, I don't have time for this. She's going to go kill my father. Where's my ship? Where's my mole? Hey, hey. Maybe it's important to refer to people by the names they want to be called now, and not anything that they might have been referred to in the past. L- looks, looks in in certain directions. I ask everyone to call me the Liberator Queen, and no one does. Well, you got that's one you gotta earn. Who you liberated? Where where you been? Who you been liberating? I've been liberated from my body. Does that count? <laughs> you can't be the liberated queen of just yourself. You, you you can be the liberated ghost if you like. Yeah. At this point, she sees the dead bats on the ground with the pink salt in their eyes and says, Oh, well, lovely. I guess father knows where you are. Yeah, of course he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been, he's been tracking for a bit. Yeah, well, if I could speak, perhaps... To Carl, was it? Where is Carl? <laughs> I, 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 I like... Oh, you're looking for Dwayne! No, he's a uh, scorpion. Carl? <laughs> Ew, what? No. He's got, he's got the slossers. How, how's about this? How's about this? If you can remember his name, <laughs> sure, Ooh. we'll let you know. Okay, I'm going to have her roll in intelligence uh, <laughs> to... I'm, uh, DC 12, I'm going to say. A little above average. Just try to remember Corton's name. Here we go. 16. So uh, Can I can I roll a deception to try and beat that to lie to her about what... what what <laughs> To say that she's wrong? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love to bully ghost teens. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. She goes, uh... Carl, 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 Yeah, Corton. Yeah, I've, I, I've hired him. He's very important for me to control the moles. I mean, to liberate the moles. I really, <sighs> I need him back. Oh, he's dead. 
There is no one here by the name Corton. The artist formerly known as Corton. Yeah, when Vereen says he's dead, at, like Amy whirls around on you. Uh, she was like deliberately not looking at you because you're. I mean, she 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 doesn't think of herself as a racist, but even <laughs> your 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 appearance is particularly upsetting for her. Um, and she's like, first of all. What the fuck? Second of all, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I mean, I, I just sort of assumed that that was the implication from all of the weird, like, stuff of ascension. And I mean, I'm not good for metaphors, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Do you need him? It's my fault. I shouldn't have counted on a mole. That's me. That's my. I'll take this one. This is my L. I'm gonna hold this. Uh, sounds a little racist to well, me. You, you do need an L to spell liberator queen so i guess you had to have at least one <laughs> take a good look everyone this is what leadership looks like all right you take responsibility and i'm taking responsibility i should not have let him be in charge of anything i mean you're a ghost so i feel like uh, it's not you're not in a much in much of a position to tell anybody who or who shouldn't be in charge are you not as dead as corton is right now i mean you've misplaced your body all right, all right. Let's all we can yuck it up later. If any of you want fucking jobs in the administration, you need to take me to your ship and take me to my body. I'm glad you acknowledge it's our ship. What did I say? My ship, the Thriller Bark. I gave it to the dwarf. <laughs> yes, it's mine. You said your ship, which means our ship. So yes, we'll take you to our ship. Uh, I mean, do we have time to go look for her body? Like we got pressing matters with uh, you know, a revolution. Her body's probably gonna be with the king. It's fine. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait till we like do the do the whole revolution, and then we'll go look for it. Okay. So last episode we talked about strategy, <laughs> and Lola rolled a sixteen on history, and we came to the conclusion that there were two things you needed to write down: the last two like quests in your log for this campaign, which were figure out how to give the halflings their potential back, and figure out how to get into the castle because it it can move. So. What are you all doing? Because, right, you've delivered the last message. Diana sees you. She's like, yeah, I know. Stuff's popping off. Thank you for your contributions. Now, what do you all do? Well, I know how I could maybe get me in the castle with my grappling hook. <laughs> That's like Han Solo saying, I know how to get onto the Death Star. I'll crash into it with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's not. Yes, exactly. I'm... <laughs> I've got a broomstick. I'll be good. Yeah, you can I'll jump. Oh, and you can carry somebody small. Could you carry a moose? I get my. I can bring my animals, right? This method will work to get a small team inside the castle, but it's going to be a very like light strike team. It's going to be a ninja mode and not not a siege. I mean, I can take at least one of the little ones, right? Has has anyone can. Has anyone considered that whole Trojan horse thing? Do we? Did that happen in this world? And if not, will they fall for it? What about horses? Where are they? No. So here's the thing: is that the the castle uh, is a giant cruise ship with a castle built on top of it, and the God King can control it, and is like very reticent to get into a direct conversation that he cannot immediately win by rolling its city block sized weight over top of you. So. Uh, any, anything where he knows you're coming is going to be extremely deadly. Um, I don't want to just like, you know, roll or die, but we'll see. That's, yeah. that's why we hide in the giant horse. They won't see us coming. 
Like, uh, can I entrust uh, the bats to, like, can I leave Stuart behind with the bats because he's too big, but I want him to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would bring Sandra. Yeah, so this is a good question because I think, uh, like, if you stay here planning, I think Diana, like, wakes up after a little bit, like, when the sun starts to set and says, mm, well, child, we have to defend the forest here. It's actually important that the, the gore fields... Harp City, Absinthia, and the forest are all in revolt so that the God King's forces are split and all in the field so that the castle will be as empty as possible. So if you leave your animals here, they can join us in the fight while you do your stealth assassination mission. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll take Sandra because she's the smallest, but, uh, you know, Bradley and Stuart take good care, y'all. I'm going to switch both their snoots and tell them to be good. Okay, so we know... Okay, so we don't have to necessarily lock this in immediately if you think of a better answer, but it looks like we're getting close to something here. Uh, Amy does speak up and say, like, Hey, I'm here. I'm. You can't just talk through me. I am your, I'm your queen. Please let me in we on literally, this. We literally can talk right through you. Vin just puts her head through her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now Amy's just gonna aggressively float inside of you, so if anyone tries to talk to Vindross, she's gonna pretend like you're talking to her. <laughs> I'm going to wear you, no, you're going to wear me, I guess, like a suit. I am in charge here. I leap, I leap up very high. Oh, Beans, she's so high up there. <laughs> yeah, I use Featherfall now, I'm just floating up here. Your liberator queen, where is your body? Uh, I mean, she just repeats herself, she just says, my mom has it. Her and Claire are going for the, my father, so that's where I need to be. Well, where's your father? My father's in his throne room in the castle. He doesn't leave. He's an old, crusty bastard, and he doesn't leave for anybody. A big pink baby! Actually, that's not true. He does leave the castle for one and only one reason. What reason is that? To watch the fights. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh! Are any of them going on soon? I mean, fights are constantly happening. Yeah, that's where, that's where that we don't really have a correctional system in Wormwood. We don't have uh, reform prisons. We throw people into coliseums to fight to the death. Yeah, I remember that. That was a, that was a, God, that's where this all started, huh? Yes, the only place Castle Wolfram ever docks is the stadium. So we could potentially take the dock. Well, we when it's docked, we, that's when it's an uh, opportune time for us to, to you know, try to sneak in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Amory definitely looks at you, uh, Bramwell, and says, well, Knight, you would know about strategy. I'm afraid I, my curriculum was really more in diplomacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have people like you to do this kind of planning, but if you think we can take the, the castle dock at the Coliseum to get on board... Well, it would be difficult as we would have to engage with forces on the ground level, but if we were very victorious, we would be able to assault the castle with more than just the four of us. I like the idea of going and like getting like sneakily airdropped in. I think that's a good idea, but Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Now, doing it while they're docked at the Coliseum and there's further distraction might even be a better choice oh yeah without even assaulting it 
Plus, we know where it'll be. We just have to wait for it to arrive. Yeah. All right. I think at this point, uh, like the sun is setting and Diana like does a big yawn. Uh, it's very cute. And she says, oh. Oh, all right, whippersnappers, I have to make it up to the front lines to prepare. I, t- I take it you'll want to be riding out to the the west. Oh, sorry, my brain isn't fully on. I had to remember what a compass looked like. The Coliseum is to the west, and I can see from the smoke that your ship is to the east. So I don't know how you want to handle that, but um, I, you'll, I guess you'll be leaving these animals and your skiff with me. Yep. Uh, Yeah. There's going to be a moment where Bramwell's going to have to uh, quietly say goodbye to Preposterous. He's in good company, and he's a tough big guy. (laughs) How great would it be if Preposterous just stood up on two legs and was like, thank you, Bramwell. It has been an honor to serve (laughs) you. Please! (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do, like, a bow to one another. Or, like, the belly bumped, you guys. (laughs) They jetpacks off. There's still time to take the Colosseum by force and ride in glorious combat up onto the ship. Unless you want to do this pussy-ass sneaking shit. Preposterous <laughs> is being rude. I'm extremely aggro. I was quiet this whole time, but this is my true personality. <laughs> oh my god, preposterous. I mean, mm, the noise moose make. <laughs> I was to say, what noise does this make? Diana, give him snacks while I'm gone. I'm very hungry. All right. I'm sure we can wrestle something up. But I'm just telling you right now, like an hour after you feed them, they're going to be trying to go around to everybody and acting like they haven't been fed. Don't believe them. They're little liars. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, right now, Stuart's still covered in blood. He's <laughs> like smiling mischievously. <laughs> he, he he will take your pumpkins. If you got pumpkins, you better hide them. So the party has left behind people at every location. You it's left different. Be- it's different. They're my babies. So uh, the party bids farewell to preposterous Stuart and the what's the Pangloris's name? Bradley. Bradley, uh, and goes back through uh, east to the Thriller Bark. Yep. Okay, Amy's floating with you. That's fine. I mean, oh, I don't know. what is she gonna do as a ghost? Ooh, <laughs> yell at us again? I heard that. Yeah, I said it loud enough for you to hear. What's she gonna do about it? Nothing. <laughs> why are we? Why is it so fun to bully her? <laughs> Somebody doesn't want to be Secretary of State. Somebody doesn't want to be corporeal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in hot. All right, I'm gonna need a new mole. Uh, what was the one who's in charge over at the Gorefields? Perhaps you should learn their name. Well, yeah. Why don't you go over there and ask them? I'm sure they'll be happy to, you know cooperate with you uh that's what delegation is for you probably wouldn't understand this as a leader you have to delegate lesser tasks to subordinates well you should get some subordinates then yeah suppose suppose she should i think she snaps at Varine and says hey what are you uh i'm Varine. okay what's a Varine? just Varine. He puts up his four hands in a shrug. 
Wish you had. Bet you wish you had this many arms. Numb right now. <laughs> Imagine how many like cookies you could hold with that many arms. I bet she wishes that air had moved in response to the shaking of her head just now. Yeah, I bet so. I bet so. <laughs> As you all are talking shit about Amy, uh, you all suddenly begin feeling a strange cold sensation, Uh-oh. kind of moving up your skin. What do I roll? Perception? Nine. 17. Uh, 16. Nine. Uh, 16 and 17. So the clerics with all their wisdom, I think, uh, feel this chill running across uh, your bodies. And you know some something magical is afoot. And I think with the 16s and 17s specifically, um, it's a kind of long-range magic, which immediately makes you think of the source of your magic. Uh, the the moths whose conduits kind of spread over the country. So it's like you've met a couple of conduits. Uh, obviously, God King Wolfram, who can control like salt golems from uh, counties away. The moths who can give healing magic from counties away. And this is whatever this is. Its source is far away, but it's a, it's a, a, a supernatural cold you're feeling. Spooky. Um, I, th- I think at, uh, Bramble, you you're relaying that. Uh, to the party when a mephit on your shoulder kind of uh, perks up and uh, just shouts in Denise's, vo- in Denise's voice, Hey! Hey, Vereen! Uh, yeah. Hey, I just woke up and saw the new data. What's, uh, why are you cold, buddy? I don't know. It is a bit nippy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I see. I see. Earlier, I was. I sorry. I slept. I, you know, I got to get my four hours a night before I can get back at the data. I saw you had a, a chill run across your your scales uh, earlier when you. Uh, I don't know some kind of magical flux. What's 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 going on? What are you doing? Uh, laughing at a ghost. I mean, normal stuff. <laughs> I think Amy just says, "Hey, Antonise." <laughs> oh yeah, that's the ghost. Uh, Denise just does not, does not seem particularly interested in that. She's like, hi, 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 hi. Anyway, back to your scales. Right, yeah. Uh, it's cold. Okay. Is it painful? I'm just, I got to make sure the the nerves are all correct, uh, connected correctly. That's hard to say. Corrected, connectly, connected, collectly, collectly, anyway. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean. I think the cold's just for everyone. I don't think it's, uh. It's this thing. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think it's just me. It's not just me, right? Everybody's cold, right? It's, it's kind of spooky. It's like magic cold. What? I think Amy says, I'm not cold. Well, but you can't, you're a ghost. You can't feel anything. You, you, you don't have skin anymore. You've got no skin in the game. Denise says, I'm not cold. You're yeah. not here, so. Right. But wait, Vendross, what'd you say about magic? What? It feels like magic cold. You you know how, like, you can tell the difference between, like, you know, a, a chill breeze and an air conditioner? It's like, it, it's a specific kind of cold. It's magic cold. What's an air conditioner? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> magic cold, that's what it is. All right, well, keep me apprised of the situation. I Make sure all your bones, your, I just, I'm worried about all your muscles falling off. Is that something that's going to happen if it gets too cold? 
Uh, psh, oh, sorry, you're breaking. Psh, you're breaking up. The methods are going through a tunnel. Psh, bye. Bramble is just going to like turn the one around. Fred, you look like you're not going through any trouble. You talk to me if you are. I'm hungry. Yes. What do you let's eat? Let's get you. Let's get you some food. Do they eat glass? Because that's what we got all around us. Mm. Yes, I propose that uh, you must tell me all about your favorite cuisines. Starting with Bramwell Jr. It is his feast day. Flesh, 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 flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. <laughs> I All just wanted methods. to chat. I just like chanting. I'm sorry. A meat and potatoes kind of guy like myself. Ah, oh, you're the best, Bramwell Jr. <laughs> Give him a kiss. <laughs> oh, I did not see that coming. Uh, so the These are good babies. Uh, so the party exits the glass forest to the east as night falls. Um, you can see uh, in the distance the derailed train and the thriller bark. Uh, there's still like some light smoke coming off of it in its wreckage. Uh, I assume you go in that direction? Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This isn't. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> can I roll survival to see if there's anything suspicious? Like tracks or something for, I don't know. What if there's an ambush? I don't trust him. And by him, I mean you. That's me. Yes, you. All right. Uh, I rolled a 20. With a 20, I think, uh, Lola, you get some whispers uh, from some animals. What kind of animals come and deliver this message to you? Um. Okay, so I like to think, you know those, uh, something like those little mice that uh, eat scorpions? The howling mice, they howl like little wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah. They feel like they belong here, so some of those guys. Okay, so some little, like, jerboas come pouncing off the salt flats and just howl to you, just like, uh, only you can understand them as the conduit of animals, but they just, like, shout, like, skiffs, skiffs. How many? Three. Are they hiding or are they, like, approaching? Approaching. All right, good job, little buddies. Here's some oats. If I, I still love to have scream. <laughs> All the rest of you, you just see Lola stop and start screaming at a mouse. Um. So I guess let's. Uh. Do I want to make us? Uh. Our boat's by. Is our boat by the white glass demon? Yeah, the wreckage of the train and the thriller bark are ahead of you. Um. You, you assume Staples, Young, and Dwayne are over there. Can we man the the mech t- to like attack the skiffs that are coming? I mean, you can try. You can try anything. I would love to try. Does anybody else like that plan? I like that plan if we have a way to make it do the thing. Yeah, sure. Okay, so do you just walk over to the wreckage? Do you run? Do you sneak? Um, can we sneakily run? Those aren't particularly <laughs> uh synergistic no one would be a stealth and one would be athletics <laughs> i don't know if, if you've ever seen if you've ever seen a scooby-doo episode you can sneakily run one is athletics and one is stealth and you can only roll one at a time okay i'm gonna cast passes that chase mm-hmm. um let's do stealth because we all get a plus 10 to that now oh that's great yeah that's, that's good yeah good, good ideas yeah i got an 18 <laughs> 12 God. 30 <laughs> 29 <laughs> we do very well 
Yeah, so 29 and 30. So the sun is setting. There's this like beautiful redness in the sky, uh, like along the horizon, but straight up above you, the the sky is cracked. Like the heavens are cracked open and it's gorgeous. Um, This is like that every frame a painting uh, frames for this this film adaptation is the use for sneaking across the the salt flat and silhouette with the red sky behind you and the the cracked heavens above as you make your way over to the derailed train. Uh, I think Staples, Dwayne, and Young are like doing their thing, and you like with the twenty nine and the thirty, you can signal to them like get down, get get in hiding, you know, just like with, with like SWAT team hand signals. Oh, yeah, and uh, Vindros can just, like, tell him, right? Oh, yeah, telepathically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got them brain, them brain signals. Yeah, just tell him the plan. Uh, so you all can lay in wait in the wreckage. Um, Lauren, you did say you wanted to try to get the, the white glass demon operational. I mean, it was in a train crash, so I'm telling you, the DC is very high. But if you want to roll Arcana, uh, that's a, it's going to be a 20 is what I need. Mm. Oh. I'm not good at Arcana. Um, yeah, I have a zero, so. 5% chance. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, die if I, if I just can't get it to work, right? Well, if you botch. Unless I botch, okay. Because, I mean, even. Also 5% chance. I rolled a seven, so I don't get it to work. Now you run up to the the mech and you start uh, pulling on wires and pushing buttons, uh, and this machine is just straight up dead. That's um, at least nobody else can use it. Yeah, that's what you say to the group as uh, three uh, skiffs come over like the closest uh, salt dune. Uh, you see they're all flying uh, the flag of the God King, um, but they don't see you. But they're approaching the wreckage because. Uh, I mean, a, tra- a train derailed. They were expecting this mech, and it never came. Yep. So they're coming to see what happened. Uh, what do you all do? You're all in ambush positions. You're outnumbered three to one, essentially, in crews, but you're in perfect stealth. What if we wait for these guys to come investigate, and then once they get close, I can use the Doomguard Cestus to, like, maybe cause... An earthquake to knock the mech over on top of these guys. Ooh! You look onto these skiffs as they approach, and they seem to be crewed by Tarek. Um, these the very large, uh, kind of orcish ape-like uh, creatures you saw a lot in Absinthia. These are like the the military battalions you've heard about, whose uh, whose families you've been uh, inducting into the path of the joiners. <laughs> whose wives are in some banging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's, a, I think, an important detail you get. Another is that uh, there are seven of you, and there's like 30 of them, I think, like 10 per ship. They're like pretty sh- uh, elite yeah. units. Um, and as they're pulling up, you think they're going to stop the, ship, the ships like a certain uh, distance away and then like proceed in kind of like uh, Navy SEAL fashion towards the wreckage to tactically check it out. So I had an idea. Let me run it past everybody. Um, to slow them down approaching us, I could cast Spike Growth, which would give it. Uh, it would be like uh, hazardous terrain, and it could slow them down. And also, every creature who steps into that area gets 2d4 piercing damage every five feet. 
Okay, that could slow them down so that we only have to fight a couple at a time as they slowly get out of the hazardous terrain. Okay, because as I say, Vindros, when they get closer, can maybe detect thoughts, find out if they... Maybe see? No, that'd be too intrusive. It's like, because if they don't know Bramwell's on our side yet, like, Bramwell's like a well-known knight. If you would like their legs to be shattered, kneecaps specifically, I'm excellent. (laughs) But I... I panic a lot. Who's gonna talk to them? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we don't have anyone with charisma anymore. <laughs> well, nope. be, I mean, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Coming from a like a tiny angry kobold is gonna do anything. I got a plus two in charisma. That yeah, that's that's a bonus. the best one in. I mean, I have yeah, I have plus one. I was I was gonna suggest maybe that um, Bramwell should because authority figure. Sure, but we're trying to get them to shirk their authority, the demand of their authority. Okay, Vindras will Vindras will go with that plus two charisma. What am I trying to convince them? Sorry. <laughs> well, we have to first immobilize them, so we have to like get them smushed up in something that you know. They can't just proceed forward and they, they feel like they're at a disadvantage. Otherwise, they militarily, like, vastly overwhelm us, so. Okay, um, Vindros, Vindros starts to walk over. All right. Uh, Vindros, you have the big black moth shield in one hand, the deep blue quarterstaff in the other. Um, you're a very cool post-apocalyptic raider. You have, like, this hot topic outfit. <laughs> and you just walk out of this wreckage with all your friends hidden in ambushed positions. Uh, the three skiffs come to a stop. And a, a couple of, like, a, a couple of Turek per ship get out. Hi, nice to meet you all. Wild this, huh? Wild this whole whatever this thing is. Yeah, so they 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 leave enough people on each ship for tactical like tactical retreats or bombardment or something. They're using strategy here, but a couple of soldiers each, I'll say like two from each, so like six total start walking up to you as you start talking. Um and one of them holds up a hand. He has like a sword on his hip, um and probably like a bow on his back with uh, arrows and he says, "Right, I'm Commander Dowling. What's all this then?" Oh, it was the wildest thing. I was going on a pilgrimage through the the uh, the the salt flats. I was just traveling, minding my own business, and a train derails and this thing falls off. Ridiculous thing, right? All right, roll deception. Like, what even is this? Okay, deception. Is that stealth? I don't. No. No, it's not stealth related. <laughs> That's a four. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why did you send me? Oh, come on. Sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. That's D&D. Um, so, I th- yeah, I think the soldiers all draw their weapons when you say that you just happened upon a train derailment. And the the, the commander says, can't be too careful. We've got a rebellion on. We're going to have to search your person. Oh, God. What do I have on my person? Let me check. Do I have anything? I have a shield and armor and my quarter stuff. I'm fine, probably. Yeah. So I mean, they, they tell you to drop your weapons, and at sword point, they like pat you down and search you, and they yeah. And I mean, they don't believe your story, but uh, they um. Okay, fine, fine. Do you want do you want the truth? Do you want the truth? Of course. I saw 
I saw a thing with this fucking thing going through town. I was fascinated as hell. Wouldn't you be if you saw this? I know I'm probably not supposed to be snooping around looking at whatever it is, but I I was just super fucking curious. I don't have time for fascination. I have a job to do. I've got a family to feed. It must be nice to be fascinated by things. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by the Are you are you honestly saying that you're not a little bit like what the fuck is this thing? Actually, you probably know what this is, whatever it is. I think one of the soldiers pulls the art supplies out of your bag, Vindros. Um I open the book to a blank page and offer to draw a portrait of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the command, the, they see your art stuff and the commander says, what, what's all this? Explain yourself, Thrycrane. What's all this? Rebel propaganda? No. The, the, I, I pull out uh, the most recent piece of artwork, which is of the sky having literally torn open. Again. Not every day you get to draw something like this. I've been looking for weird novel stuff to do art of. The sky was one, this thing's another. I haven't had a chance to draw this yet. Right strange it is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot strange right now. This this is uh, now like a psych- psychological combat instead of a combat combat. The rest of the characters are like, uh, you know, hidden and covered, all weapons ready, ready for this uh, this to break out into a huge brawl, seven on thirty, blood running in the on the salt. Or Vindros does something here with uh, this conversation because like the air is, is thick with tension, but the commander looks up at the sky and it just seems existentially in a quandary about it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about all of you lot. This feels a bit end timesy. Like stuff's gone a bit off the rails recently. And I don't know about you, I don't know how to process a weird thing in the sky. The, the sky having a hole in it, don't know how to process this. That's why I'm drawing. I, I don't know what, what you're all up to, but I hope that you are less freaked out about all this than I am. Because it would be comforting to know that someone knows what's going on here. Comfort is a luxury so- soldiers can scarcely afford, man. Oh my god. Look, I, I prodded around that thing. I I don't think it's moving. It it's gonna move for better or worse. I don't know if that is good or bad, but I'll I'll leave that to the engineers. We have to check this out. You know, it's just part of the duties. We gotta put food on the table. Uh, I suppose. I don't know. I just keep thinking. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you can manage keeping doing the day-to-day with everything falling apart up there. We all got families waiting for us in Absinthia. We gotta bring food. That's all there is to it. Maybe I should get going home. I, I know that, I know that if this all, you know, if the sky falls apart and crushes us all, I'd rather be at home with loved ones. Is that your skiff, ma'am? The commander gestures to the thriller bark. Oh, no, not, 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 no, no. <laughs> uh, do you want to roll deception on that? Sure. <laughs> is this a better lie, please? I don't even know. I feel like this is not a great lie. Whose skiff, who's skiff would it be? I don't know. 21. It's not mine. <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess uh, the soldiers kind of whisper to each other. One of them just says, Free skiff! <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, I mean, right. I saw some people on it. 
Not me, but other people. <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't so to free skiff. Where did they go? Free skiff is bad. I don't know. I don't keep track on people. I was looking at this big thing. And the hole in the sky. What if, like, a rhino just fell on somebody from the next layer up? <laughs> That'd be very funny. <laughs> I I feel like the trade-off here is that the Tureks are the Turek are going to take your skiff but, and leave you alone. Um. So... But Young isn't... He, young won't leave the skiff. No, Young is dead set against this. I think everybody else is like, whatever. Who cares? But no, this I'm, is important for it's, Young. It's a terrible idea. We need that um, skiff. I'm gonna try mentally connecting to Young and just go, hey, hey, look. My fuck up. They come, some people are coming for the, for the skiff. You really don't want to be in there, please. Uh, so, at this point, Bramwell's going to ride out. Okay. All if, right, here if, we if, go. If, if, it, if it's to keep Young <laughs> with their boat, Bramwell's going to give it a try. D- during all this, Vindras is making offers to Young mentally, telepathically suggesting, I will make you like a little cardboard boat or a wooden boat that we can drag <laughs> you along in behind us if that will do instead. <laughs> Is the captain still? That's so mean! I love this idea no. of, of Bramwell coming to Young's rescue. Bramwell, how does this look? Uh, Bramwell is... Well, he doesn't have... Well, I guess he would have preposterous still, because we haven't actually gone off on the mission. No, so you, said, is, you, said, you said a tearful goodbye to Bramwell. You said a tearful goodbye to preposterous. Okay, then, then he doesn't have preposterous. And it's just this one lone dwarf with a big battle uh, hammer mm-hmm. behind, like slung over his shoulder, walking out there. Um, I don't think I've established that Bramwell smokes, but in my mind, he's smoking a big pipe. Ooh, no, a cigar. Fucking Gandalf style, fucking gigantic fucking pipe. Can Bramwell blow smoke rings? What if you find it in the wreckage at the train and you just pick it up and you're like, all right, I gotta save Young. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hello there, gentlemen! All the all the Tarek immediately go for their weapons, but don't fire on you. But they all like get their bow out and knock an arrow as if someone in armor approaches. And the commander says, "Oh, has my name not preceded me?" The commander says, "Identify yourself, gentlemen Bramwell, loyal knights of the God King Army." All right, per, uh, I guess persuasion. Twelve. All right, it's above average, so they don't fire on you, but they're not immediately, like, falling all over themselves to cater to you. I would like to know a bit more about this commander. Yeah. Uh, so is that your background you can do? Yes. With a mercenary life uh, feature to try to, like, recognize based off their al- emblems and things like that, the reputation and name of their commanders. Uh, so this is Commander Dowling. They've already identified themselves to Vindros. Uh, they're the the commander of the Trek forces. Um, with your background, I'll say you know that this unit is often deployed out of the country uh, to do, you know, God King's dirty work and other places. And I also think uh, you have every expectation that there are people in this unit uh, whose uh, spouses you've recently mm-hmm. uh, converted <laughs> to the path of the joining. So that's... Something to keep in mind. Um, what is your feature? Can you read the whole thing? Uh, able to recognize various factions based off their emblems and know about the reputation and names of their commanders. 
Okay, yeah, so the name is Commander Dowling I've given you at. The reputation is that uh, the Tarek are absolutely badass fighters. They're very dangerous, but also they're not like the Genasi who are, uh, you know, wrapped up in the ideology of like Genasi supremacy. <laughs> like they're, they are marginalized people being uh, leveraged. And so they, they, don't not, they are not uh, committed to this regime the way most of the people you have fought are. And they can be swayed and, you know, convinced of things. Uh, so Bramwell is going to say, it appears the situation here did not go well for the transport. But there was a lot of uh, good to still come out of it, I think. How's that? Well, things are on the defense now for those who are still left fighting. I suppose that might be a better situation than everything going poorly, which seems to be happening all across the country. The commander says, well, we just got back in from abroad, so we're not fully caught up on the situation, but I heard that the fighting hasn't reached Absinthia, so all our families are fine. No, well, my good boy, I'm afraid you're mistaken on that. <laughs> Uh-oh. E explain yourself, dwarf. There's trouble in every corner of this country. It appears that there is some uh, duplicious nature of an organization that seems to have infiltrated Absinthia. It might be within your best interest to go home post-haste. Okay, so you said duplicitous organization. So you're turning this guy against the path of the joining? You're not, you're not trying to say, like, oh, you should go check this cool thing out? Because there's the Chimera. Actually, I would let him know that there's that you know there's been some sort of an attack on the town. They might want to go check on their families. Yes, there was a uh, a beast that shot white phosphorus breath of some sort over the town, and it just had to be saved. But there might still be there's still issues going on over there. The commander looks shocked and turns to the soldiers, who are immediately like talking amongst themselves about this revelation. Um, I think the commander, in fact, says, "Cleric." Claire, come forward. And uh, somebody jumps off the ship and runs runs up and says, uh, he says, uh, would you be willing to repeat that under zone of truth? Huh. Sure, by all means. Uh, the, the cleric casts zone of truth on you and says, are the people of Absinthia in danger? Yes, I believe everyone in this nation is in danger right now. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You say that, he says, Who's responsible for this danger? Would it really fuck things up if I... It, would it fuck things up if I just say, I believe it was a man named Corton or something like that? I mean, he's not around for them to... <laughs> That's... I mean, in a way, Corton is responsible. If that's the direction you want to take it, if you want to turn the Tarak against the path of the joining... I'd say the Chimera, because that's what put them in danger. Yeah. You could very honestly say... The God King sent a Turek to, for some reason to attack the city. Oh, I'll say, yeah. So I could say, I believe it was aggression from the God King as there was uh, some talk that he didn't find favorable over in Absinthia. Yeah, I think if under Zone of Truth, you tell the Turek the God King sent an attack force to their hometown where their families are. <gasps> These people are like, he did do that. The people are like all immediately like, get on board. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> fuck this dude. Like, <laughs> oh shit. We just won some people over. Yay. Good luck, Commander Rowling. Uh, Commander Dowling. 
Oh, I'm very tired and very old, my boy. Just get going. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so if you tell them they all jump back up on their skiffs, they don't. They're not going to investigate this crash for the God King if the God King just attacked their home. I yeah. I, I mentally message Young. Don't worry, you can stay on the big boat. You don't have to get in my new cardboard replacement. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think the, all the, the Turek jump back on their skiffs and start heading towards Absinthia. So there was some question there if you were going to turn them against the path or against the God King. If you turn them against the God King, then there's no reason why they can't be part of the path, as if, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for stepping in, Bramwell. I was floundering. <laughs> I do like that, though, because it was like it was only when Young's happiness was on the line that Bramwell stepped up, which is very cute. Um. But I, I think another interesting thing here is that if anyone tries to attack Absinthia, like part of the God King's army is now on your side. Sucks to suck, God King. Big pink baby. A- after they're gone over the over the dune, Young walks up to you, Vinjoss, and says, uh, c- can I get that cardboard ship now? I I mean, if you want me to pull you around in a cardboard ship, I I am happy to do so. Do we have time for this? What would you like written on the side of it? What's the name of the new ship? <laughs> well, we got, I, I think Staples says, we just ate a bunch of people. I'm very full. We're going to have to nap before anything gets done. So let them have fun. Uh, okay. All right. If we're all going to take naps, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Just okay. Okay. If, if everyone needs naps, we're going to put SS sleepy time on the side of it. Is that good? Oh, SS, but yeah, SS sleepy time. And draw a picture of the celestial seasonings bear on it. Hey, you can be the captain. There you go. Uh, Vindros, you can make the SS sleepy time and pull Young around on the dunes. Um, But I think at this point, the party meets the NPCs and explains everything, which is you're going to leave them and the, well, okay, you're going to leave Dwayne and Young with the Thriller Bark uh, and the bats and your animals, basically anyone who's ground bound, you're leaving here to help defend the forest. But Zer and Staples are going to come with because they can fly and they can drop you onto the castle. Should we leave the methods with the ship? They can fly, but they're little goblin bitches. So yeah, I thought the methods were going to carry Bramwell because he has that connection with them. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Never mind. These are our good boys. They're our good babies now. Okay. So this is the last time you all make a campfire for your last night together. Um, so this might be the last time you see some of these people. But in the morning, you're going to get on the shark horses and ride through the forest towards the Colosseum, which uh, well, you'll need to wait for your moment to fly onto the castle and kill the God King. Is Amy still here? Yep. She's floating around. I'm sorry for bullying you so much, Amy, but also, like, not, not sorry because... Uh... Listen, uh, yeah, if you're gonna try and be the queen, you gotta be, like, not a dick. How dare like, you? Go- you uh, Amy, come on, you know you're kind of a jerk. Are you not abrasive? I don't know what you mean. You don't- <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Name one thing yes, I've done you wrong. Yes, do, young lady. Name one- th- I've never done anything wrong. Where's your body? Where's your body? It was taken from me. I was wronged. I am a victim. Where's your sister? I am the victim here. Amy, if you're gonna be a dick, why would we, like, you gotta, you know, if you really want to be a leader, you gotta care about other people. 
more than yourself. And I think you have the makings to do it, but uh, not with this attitude. What do you know about leadership? What's your favorite book in the Young Leader series? Um, Young Leader 4, back for some more. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> I hope the audience appreciates how off the dome that was. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Um, Like... And you know it's not even about like you're young, you're, your brain isn't done developing yet. If I understand brain science, Bryant's, Bryant's, mm -hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> started by a man named Brian. <laughs> Curse him. <laughs> um, but I mean, you could be a great leader. You're sm you're a smart cookie, um, but you're also a little too self-involved. You, you you know you gotta maybe humble yourself a bit. If you're not like the people, not only if you're if you if you're not like a pert like the people, and then you're shitty to them, why do you think it's gonna fly? Do you want to turn into your father? Uh, can you roll maybe uh persuasion for me? Oh, here we go. <laughs> did that come off good? Did I do good Foley work there? I kicked a box. It across did, the room. yeah. Um, God damn it! You can't <laughs> I taught her a lesson. She's learning. You can't make Amy be a good guy. I <laughs> there's so much. Why? There's so much art of her being cool and badass. <laughs> she can't be nice. <laughs> we have taken every villain you've ever given us in Dice Funk and made them a friend. I don't think yeah. that's true. I think Cassius Pyre is still firmly not in the friend camp. Okay, fine. okay, yeah. But we're not done with him yet. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a pretty good hit hit to loss ratio. Like a good like eighty percent, I reckon, of villains are now friends. I think uh, when you say to her that you don't, want, she doesn't have to end up like her father. She like scowls and goes and sits in the campfire <laughs> to think about it. Can you even feel the fire? Like, spiritually. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. Um, as you actually ask that, you're looking at a, uh, her ghost kind of floating in the fire. The cold feeling all you felt earlier intensifies. And I think at this point, you can actually look down your arms and see what can only be described as, like, vines of cold uh, kind of, like, snaking around your arms. They're, like, ethereal. But they're not like you can grab them and pull them off. It's almost just like this magical glow. Can I roll Arcana again? <laughs> this is later. Religion. And there's more? Religion, that's right. Fuck. It's the same. I don't know why I said fuck. All right. Well, I would like to know what's doing. Uh, seven. Don't know shit. Crit 23. Christ. Christ. Okay. Earlier, the clerics uh, succeeded on a check about this cold feeling. And I told you that it's the... the the range of this made you think it was conduit rather than a wizard hiding in the bushes. Uh, with this crit, you are more convinced of that because it's it's persisting, it's powerful, it has a long range. I think what crit gives you above that is that you did leave an ice genasi behind to train to be a conduit. Then I, I like to think for Bramwell this is kind of comforting because he's been very worried about Sabrina all this time. Oh. And... She's 
she telling us she's okay? He doesn't quite know what this 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 means, but it means that she's at least fulfilling the purpose she created for herself in her mind, and she's still alive, presumably. Or we're all sick from some alien virus. <laughs> hey, hey, magic cold wind. Come help us kill a god. I mean, if you see, like, when these the these kind of icy vines are moving, you'll see that he has, like, um, I don't know how else to describe it other than, like, a grandpa smile. Like, you know, it's this notion that he gets to see this this child he cares about again. Why smiling? <laughs> <laughs> this is an old man not allowed to have feelings. <laughs> St- Staple says, no, we can tell that's a grandpa smile. Yeah, we know what you're doing. You're grandpawing. I have no offspring. It's a, it's a, it's an emotional Oh, wait, except for Amwell Jr. I'm sorry, hun. <laughs> I think okay it's fine we'll just never know I think Zara's like didn't you explicitly said you've had children before I don't believe so did I I think so I, I think there's just a chatter among all the NPCs arguing about what you have and have not said because uh, your memory is bad and also you've said a lot of shit this season Chris <laughs> yeah did I ever tell you about the time I killed a man with a shovel <laughs> that does, however, raise the question of where her mum in the hijacked body is, though. Uh, Amy's mum? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they can be together, if they could be apart. I mean, I don't know. But uh, at least we know she's alive, it seems. Hey, Amy, seems like your sister's alive. Yeah, I know. She's indestructible. Oh, okay. Can we like shepherd this fog closer to this this clear energy closer to the God King to do a murder? I think we just gotta get going. Come with us, clear fog. Uh so this is the last time Dwayne is ever gonna see any of you. Can I have, okay, if Dwayne's leaving, do I get the bumble sloth back? I feel like that's only fair. No, he needs the bumble sloth. For what? No, he's not part of the party anymore. It's no longer a trade. You have two high-level clerics, Lauren. <laughs> no, give me my give me my child back. Would like to talk with uh, Dwayne for one last time. One last time. Get out of here. Oh, uh, can we like? Uh, it's the fucking the Fast and the Furious song, like as we drive off into different directions. Uh-huh. But because it's Dwayne, he's not riding. A, he's not driving a car. He's just running that fast because, of <laughs> course, he's a marathon runner of super speed. He's like Sonic. Oh fuck! Can we just replace him with Sonic? <laughs> what? <There's, laughs> yeah. I got really excited about Sonic for some reason. Plot twist: All these characters are actually just Sonic OCs. That's what all of my characters have been. Yeah. Clear the Hedgehog, Bramwell the Hedgehog. Uh, obviously, last season was King the Echidna. Um, That's why uh, all my characters have also secretly been Knuckles. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, Dwayne finishes up telling a story to Zur. He's like, yeah, it actually made two dozen egg rolls. Hi there, Bramwell. What's up? I'm going to miss you. You're the best of us, Dwayne. Why do you need my sloth? Because you put a hole in my heart. Hello, Lola. 
okay, you know what, Hydwayne, take good care of him. Did you get the baby sling I sent? Wait, sent in the mail? No, uh, one I sent is back in Cynthia. Uh, I totally had one of the ladies crochet a baby sling. And now I have it. Here you go. Okay, thank you. I had uh, the whole time put him in there like a little baby. Uh, Dwayne says, also, we'll be, be here defending the glass forest, which is the bumble sloth's natural habitat. I'm sure he's thrilled to be home and we'll be able to protect the rest of them, so... Oh, and Stuart and uh, Bradley are with the bats, so, you know, they can hang out again. I think Dwayne turns to Varian and says, I don't know you, but I'm going to miss you, man. Uh, you know, you've, I got to say, you're just the most charming person I've ever met. And, and uh, admittedly, I haven't met too many people, but uh, well, you're a real winner, Dwayne. You're a real winner. What's your favorite of my stories, Vereen? <laughs> you know, I think my favorite is the the time that you were at the library looking for books and you happened upon an ancient scroll that led you on a path to meet a wizard in a faraway land and fall in love with his daughter only to learn that you could never be with her and had to return home. It's, I, I like it because it's, it's melancholy, but, you know, it, it, it's still moving and, and, and hopeful, you know, that one day you'll find a love like that again. And, and I think you will, Dwayne. I think you will. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for saying that, Farine. In fact, here's that very scroll from that story. <gasps> <laughs> and he hands you the scroll and says, when the time comes, you'll know. All right, so this Thank you, Dwayne. Is, so now this is the MacGuffin that's going to save us. Right. Um, I think this may not be the best idea, but, uh, you know, Young, hey! Young is practicing with her toaster, doing karate with it. All right, well, I got a present for you. I'm going to give Young the... I've got one shot left in the tiny flamethrower. Uh-huh. Um, but I was going to give it to Young to protect the ship, because they said that they were going to go down with the ship. I don't want them to go down with the ship. Young is strapped like Rambo right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they gotta protect the boat. <laughs> uh, it, it sets things on fire, so don't, like, point it at the boat. Because uh, then it probably catch it on fire. But you can point it at somebody else's boat. I'll treasure it always. Well, until it's empty. I guess I'll treasure it for two more shots. One more shot. One more shot, and like, I mean, even after it's empty, it's kind of cool looking. You like, kind of goes with your toaster, so they go well together. You know, put them on a shelf in your room. I think they're both from the same JCPenney collection. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Bye. All right. The party leaves Young and Dwayne with the ship, and you unhitch the shark horses. And you're going to ride across the, the glass forest to the Coliseum. Yep. Uh, can everyone roll uh, animal handling to ride the shark horses through the glass forest? Seven. <laughs> nine. Five. Eighteen on animal handling. I rolled a nine. They don't like us, huh? No, the party fails, uh, which I think means... As you ride through the glass forest, uh, a shadow falls over the group. Fuck. 
Dun, dun, dun. I'm ruining my good rolls. Uh, you hear the uh, you hear the unmistakable screech of a cassowary, the low bellowing of a hippopotamus. Can I shoot it three times? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. Six. Thirteen. Twelve. Oh, God. Twelve. My chimera, she's so slow. <laughs> we we like all didn't do that great except Laura and your cassowary still eat shit. Yes, it really got owned. All right, so let's go through this one more time. The party uh, said goodbye to Dwayne and Young. Left the thriller bark with the bat folk. You all got on your shark horses and started riding west to go back to the Colosseum so you could sneak aboard the God King's castle. Uh, as you're riding through the forest, uh, you rolled for animal handling and failed, and so. The Dinesian Chimera catches up with you uh, after you having tracked you from where you last interacted with the pink crystal salt in those bats. And so now it's flying overhead above the canopy. Um, This is going to be a pretty interesting fight because the dynamic is like this is mid-chase. They're all riding shark horses, but there's this canopy of glass between the two parties. Uh, So you have to kind of overcome both moving in one direction and also it's above you. So uh, I really botched this initiative. The Chimera is going to go last. uh, So you have a lot of chances here, but it hits like a truck. Uh, First up is Vereen. Yeah, but it's in the air. Oh, yeah. The last time you fought, it was on the ground, which is a classic blunder. Dungeons and Dragons fans are always complaining about how people don't use dragons correctly. They're like, oh, they would fly and attack from a distance. They wouldn't just get into melee combat with a barbarian. Uh, It was dumb last time. It has learned its lesson. Well, I don't appreciate that. (laughs) As a barbarian. As as a barbarian, I do not appreciate how that. far how far is it away from us, roughly flying? Uh, pretty yeah, it's pretty far. Like it's above the tops of the trees. Um, it, I would say it's within you know uh heckbow range for Lola. Yeah. But some of the the rest of you are gonna have to get creative. I'll say for the NPCs, obviously you have Breadwell, Treadwell, Fredwell, and uh, Corton Jun- or Bramwell Junior as kind of little missiles. Uh, Staples and Zer take the air. Zer is gonna stab the Chimera with his knives. Staples is gonna swing away with is, her big bone. Is is that is that more than thirty feet away? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I will say, though, of Vindros, we, we have established that with uh, Featherfall, we can turn your quarterstaff into a witch's broom, and then you can kind of just get silly with it. See, I thought so, but you were, you were previously told me, no, you can just hover, you can't go upwards at all. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I should be more generous, you're right. You're, you have a witch, you have a witch's broom. Thank Fuck you, me. thank you. Let me have my witch's broom. <laughs> You can't give me the witch's broom on the first time I get to use it and then tell me afterwards actually you only hover one foot off the ground or something. No, you're right. <laughs> go go bananas. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I guess I should say uh, Amy is a ghost, uh, so she's floating behind uh, the group here, and so she knows where you're going, so it's not imperative she keeps up with you, but I was just having her... She's floating a little bit behind the group. She can't really fight anyway. She's not corporeal, but just if you're wondering where she is. She can demoralize them with her bratty mouth. 
<laughs> I should roll vicious mockery for her. Well, that's what that's exactly what Vereen was is going to do actually. Okay. Uh, screaming and yelling at it for being a coward and not coming down here and facing it. <laughs> All right, that's a wisdom save. It is. Uh 16. Uh no, that's going to go to it. All right. So you know, what do you say that does not hurt the chimera's feelings? Your mother is a really unfeeling cold woman. <laughs> Chimera's like, I've made peace with this. I go to therapy. <laughs> uh, Lola. <laughs> All right, Hepo. Is that a, it's not like a humanoid, is it? Right? Lauren? <laughs> uh, 17. Botch. 13. Botch. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Those are uh, D10s instead of D20s. Ah, okay. So I'm just going to roll it in. Okay. One, 22, 28, 23, 12. And that's the a crit, is I a see. a crit. Yes. Yeah. Lola Beans. Just. <sighs> so glad I got the bow back, man. You act like the, the bow is what's making your character so great. Like, if I could just give you uh, a, <laughs> a, a paper towel tube and you wouldn't kill God with it. It's 32. Well, okay, thank you. It's 32 damage. Thank you very much. So you fire up above you, expertly putting your quills between the branches of the glass trees, effortlessly uh, slamming the chimera for over 30 damage. Uh, Bramwell. I have a question. Oh, yeah. Why is this thing's neck made of that fucking Boston baked bean candy? Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! It does look like that! I don't like the way you phrased that. Also, bean candy? Yeah, haven't you ever heard of it before? Boston baked beans. Wait, candy? you've never had Boston baked beans? Yeah. I, I know what baked beans are, but he says candy? Yeah, yeah. it's candy. Am it's I like getting owned? Bean, right? what is no! The... What is happening? Uh, Alright, sorry about this audience. We're Googling. Boston bean candy. Well, okay, because I'm looking at Boston baked beans, and it's just beans. Okay. No, you got it. It's Boston baked beans candy. That is a real thing, and I've never heard of that. But who makes baked beans candy? What does it taste I like? I mean, it's not can. It, it's, oh, it's peanuts. It's peanuts. Yeah, why would you call them baked beans? That's they a look lie. Like little baked beans. Those aren't beans. That's a lie. I'm thinking about them beans. The beans are a lie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the cassowary snacks are crazy. They look like beans. They look like Boston baked beans candy. Yep, I will. Ooh, uh, I'm going to shoot it with my gun. I, oh, shit, fuck. Bramble's got a gun. Yeah, Bramble's got a gun. I'm going to shoot it with gun. my gun. And I will use my uh, Warp Peace channel di- divinity. So I add a plus 10 to the first roll. Oh, my Lord. This is going to be like. <laughs> I mean, I just want it to hit. Uh-huh. Well, also, so 20, 28 for the first one. Yeah, you have a Warhammer as your main weapon, so your options. And 28 with the second one as wow. well. All right, those definitely both hit, and you have one bullet left. Uh, 26 damage. All right, yeah, you almost did 60 damage uh, in the first two. <laughs> so fast. People to make contact, the, the Chimera is hit pretty badly. Um, Also, the... The gunshots echo throughout the forest, sending all the birds <laughs> flying that haven't left because of the chimera and startling, I think, 
probably the people around you who are not used to guns. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my broomstick that is now a broomstick and not just a hover one foot off the ground stick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the technical term. Uh, and I wanna I wanna fly in the direction of this thing and cast Guardian of Faith. All right, so this is the your witch's coven is back. This is my witch's coven. The witch's coven. The gu- the girls are back in town. We're gonna we're gonna absolutely destroy this <laughs> the thing. Girls are back in town. <laughs> yeah. All right, is that also a wisdom save? Uh, that is a dexterity save. Oh no, it's, it's much so more wise fat. than it is dexterous. Yeah, six. It's like that a... sounds round. That's not gonna do it. Um, it's gonna take twenty radiant damage. Yep, so uh, the Chimera massively fails as uh, Vindros and her coven come shooting out of the forest, Kiki's delivery service style, and just begin battering this animal. <laughs> Huzzah! All right, so it's the Chimera's turn, and as the cassowary head begins charging up its white phosphorus beam, uh, the mosquito head begins stabbing down into the forest. We're going to have some attacks. Actually, everybody but Vindros, basically. Okay, I was gonna have him stab down into the forest, but I feel like Vindros, like the um, the logical thing is for you to become a target, and yeah. you have such high AC. I mean, that does make sense. I it should probably go for me because I'm up here doing twenty damage at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So actually, I think I think the hippo snaps at you with its jaws, and then the mosquito tries to stab you. Uh, so that's going to be sixteen and fifteen. Neither of those get through your heavy armor. going to get through my armor because I'm just wow. I'm just like that. <laughs> yeah, I just had to, I just had to do what I think the animal will do, which was waste its attacks against your impenetrable hide. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, maybe now it'll realize that it's just not worth fighting me. I'm just too good, but you know, it's got to have a try. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's actually its turn because I was like the the smart thing to do if I was trying to win this fight would be to go after the squishier people, but the chimera is just uh, really furious with your fl- flying. Uh, Zer and Staples are af- also flying around here, stabbing and smashing, and the party is really getting the upper hand in this fight that I was not expecting. And we're back to Vereen. All right, so Vereen's going to reach into his backpack and pull out the javelins that he's been carrying the entire campaign. Yes! And attempt to throw them at the thing. Didn't we actually establish these? I feel like at some point, because I made a a comparison. They're steward's quills, aren't they? Oh, yes, that's right, yes. I said with all your arms, you're basically uh, a walking ballista, which is a Magic the Gathering reference. Oh, that's, so- that's where the javelins came from. I thought they'd just been sitting in my inventory all this time, because I don't pay attention. Actually, I'm astounded that they wound up saved in there. I assumed <laughs> that they were there that long, because uh-huh. I have lost data in this sheet so many times over the course of this season. It's It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's one of the hazards of being a D&D podcaster is learning that Adobe just loves losing your shit. It sure does. Sure does. All right, so we're going to attack with some dumb javelins. They're not dumb. I think dem javelins, D-E-M. Damn, I was like, Stuart's quills are beautiful. Yeah, no, dem. Dem javelins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, she ate dem javelins. Damn javelins. <laughs> Four arms for throwing. We love it. This is what peak performance looks like. Uh, 15, 11, and 16. No, not a single hit. Yeah, what? not surprising. It's. Uh, I love the strategy, though. So you fill the air with these uh, j- these spines, and uh, they just uh, hit the glass canopy between you and the chimera is how we're going to flavor that. 
And as a bonus action, I'm also going to perform Second Wind to get some All right. health back. Lola Baines. All right. 23, 20, oh wait, 23, botch, 20, 11. All right, so uh, 20 and 23 hit. The botch means uh, make uh, your damage against all the players on the ground as your your bolt hits the canopy and shatters the glass and everyone is sprayed with uh, shards. Okay. Not, not, not Vindross, who is far above this. Yeah, so 15 damage to the thingy. Seven to y'all. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Lola hits the Chimera one, two, and then the third shot goes wild, shatters a giant, top, uh, like the whole top of a tree, and you all take a bunch of glass Do to I the face. Do I take it too? Yep. Yeah, it's like that. All right. Back to Bramwell. I guess I'll Sacred Flame, because nothing else I can do is going to reach up there. All right, and so that's and the dex. I need to save that bull- last bullet for a narratively significant time. <laughs> In case, like, um, Clementine... Needs to be, like, I'm turning into a zombie and Clementine mm-hmm. needs to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, we didn't invest in our technology. The engine, it's collapsing. <laughs> I rolled an 11 on the deck save, so you do hit me with the sacred flame. Uh, well, I have to check my spell save, DC. Okay, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> Bramble, not that kind of cleric. Nope, not particularly. Uh, you will take three damage. Oh, this is like baby's first sacred flame. Yep. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Do I get another one? Yeah, sorry. No, I don't. I'm not lo- I'm not level five as a cleric. Got it. Uh, so, Joe, what is this? Just like you do a little puff on your pipe and just creates that size of a flame on the chimera skin? Yeah. Hey, damage is damage, you know? <sighs> um. So, actually, did we roll for your witches on the cassowary's turn, or is it yours? Uh... It's when a turn starts where the uh, let me let me read the thing. So I moved into its space on my turn, which triggered it. Um, if it moves to a space within ten feet of the guardian for the first time on one of its turns, it has to do the deck save again. So seven, that's a failure. I take another twenty. Yeah, that's a fail. That's another twenty. All right, which is all over me. <laughs> which is all over the shop. 99 problems. Witches are many of them. (laughs) (laughs) I would say witches are the majority of the Chimera's problems at this moment. Uh, Yep, you're still in flight, Vindros. Still kicking ass. What else do you want to do? Oh, is it me? Um, uh, Me again. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, in that case, I am going to uh, use a bonus action to do my uh, spiritual weapon. uh, To get my spiritual weapon out. Uh, and then use my Ghost of the Axe baloney to try and do a physical attack while I'm up here. Does 17 hit? It does not. No, okay, well I'll just have to rely on doing 20 more damage in a second. Yep, which is exactly what happens uh, as the Chimera boop, rolls an 8, so yeah, nope. That's going to be the last of my Witch's Coven used up, but I feel like 60 damage by the end of my second term, I think that's pretty alright. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, what's what's the visual on that? So these witches are flying around. Are they just doing little hexes and cackling? Oh, I th- they have- I think they're doing the um. I know it's been done in other stuff, but for some reason I can only think of Doctor Strange. The uh, like port sort of glyphs in the air that are blasting stuff out. Uh, doing a bunch of those as they do their flybys. Uh, up until this very last uh bit of damage they do, where they just full on 
charge at the enemy and dissipate as they crash into it doing damage. Yep. So, so you've done 60 damage with that alone. Lola also has near 60 damage. And then we have Bramble's gunshot. So a lot of damage put on this Chimera, but not enough to stop it before the beak opens. No! And white phosphorus on everyone in the forest below. Uh, that is going to be constitution saving throws. No. Four, I'm just going to tell you right now, 14 is what you need to hit to not take. Oh, no. 15. There you go. 16! Oh, thank Christ. 27. Oh, yeah. Okay, so everybody, yep, everybody saves. This is such a deadly attack. It's very lucky you, no one's taking the full brunt of this. Glad you mind destroy it, dice. Uh, 44. Actually, some bad rolls. A lot of, a lot of mediocre dice I see here, but uh, that would have been very bad. Take all of it, but only 22 is uh, this really terrible chemical weapon comes down on the party. Uh, burns you, you know, much worse than you'd ever want to be burned, but not as bad as it could have been. I'm very uh, excited to shoot this thing again. Alright. So, when I go down, does the horse go down with me, or is the horse okay? Oh no. You took 22 damage, Bramble. How are you? I had I had 7 health to start this. I've been tapped out for this entire arc, ever since the train fight. <laughs> You even even though you're out of hit dice as well? I'm out of hit I'm out of everything. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I can o I, I actually physically can't heal. <laughs> I don't have healing spells. Oh my god. I can <laughs> I can come heal you. You have a character who gave max healing spells, so I was like, why do I need these? Well, I mean I you have silence. you have to tell me when you are sort of in the range where you need healing. <laughs> Cause I'm up here doing I'm doing damage when I could be helping you. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, you're probably going to do better damage yourself than me, because all I could do at this point is Radiant Flame anyway, so it's okay, I'm fine. The important the question is, is the horse okay? Oh, don't hurt the, don't hurt the horse. Lauren, I've been, I, okay, okay, so I probably shouldn't say this, we should stay in the moment, we should remain immersive, powerful storytelling, but I can't help but say I've gone so easy on your animals this season, Lauren, I've had many times where I thought, well, how dramatic would it be if I attacked Stuart right now? Oh, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's, is that dramatic or sadistic, monster? I told you he hates me. I'm just, I haven't at all played that card, and my instinct here, to be honest about myself and who I am, is that I think this horse dies terribly. No, no. I might or, actually cry. <laughs> what if, in my last act, because this isn't preposterous, but this is this is my mount still, and as a, a, a loyal knight, I do everything in my power to shield the horse. Um, when you say last act, are you are you suggesting that this is how Bramwell dies? I mean, I'm actually not far off from death. <laughs> if, like, I had taken the full damage of that, that would have just about completely killed me. But, no, I just mean, like, as my last act for going down. Okay, um, let's, I'll say this. You can do that, but the con the consequence you get for being downed is going to be significant. Sure, I already know what it is. Go for it. All right, okay, so... That's that's what happens is the white phosphorus descends on this forest. Uh, you know, you can see it sweep across like Lola gets hit. Um, Vereen gets hit, but they both like get out of the way. Uh, it's coming for Bramwell. You just can't get out of the way in time. And you what do you do? You just do you cover with your whole body. Do you? Yeah, like, I'm going to spread out my body as much as possible. 
and then sort of like slump off the side of the horse afterwards so the horse can run free. All right, yeah. Uh, so Bramwell goes off, falls off the horse, smoking like uh, you know, iron uh, knight's outfit melting onto his body, um, and just goes down in the forest. Um, the horse gets you know scared and runs off. I think. Uh, Vereen, it's your turn. Uh, the Chimera is very badly hurt, and you you just saw Bramwell go down. What do you do? Uh, Vereen's gonna uh, stop the horse and go to Bramwell and attempt to make sure they don't die because I'm not any use in combat at this moment. All right. That's a medicine check. We need a 10 to keep Bramwell's skin on. His whole skin? He needs that skin. 14. All right, Vereen, do you just put put all push the skin back on? Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna put the skin back on. We'll roll him up, uh, Punisher style, up in some mud. Or did I say Punisher? I meant Predator. Roll him up Predator <laughs> style, confused. you know, in mud. Uh, okay, I was like, I It'll was really soothing. racking my brain for what Punisher style yeah, was. Yeah, no. I was like, I'm not a comic fan, but I assume that would have been in the Netflix show. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. I get like a dope prison fight scene. I can't wait. I was thinking, like, does he put him in the like the shirt with the skull? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, All right. Lola Beans, you see, uh, you see right. Bramble go down and Vereen stop to put the skin on. That's fine. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing because I'm the best at this part. Damn. Uh, 27 tw- oh. crit. Uh, 26, 21. Oh, Christ. Oh, geez. Oh, beans. All right. I'm just going to tell you, it's uh, we're looking at uh, 45 health here. Uh, oh, so close. Come on. 35. Damn it. 44. 44 damage. No way. 44 damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was Lola Beans. Uh, that's... Uh, that's heartbreaking. Uh, you don't have to make a death saving throw, Bramwell. Uh, do you say anything as you see Vereen over you as your consciousness kind of flickers in and out? Uh, I think he says things, but they're incomprehensible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yep, that makes sense. I think just the sounds of battle in the distance, you you just hear uh, you know, it roar terribly as Lola peppers it with even more bolts. Uh, and it is Vindross's turn, uh, as you just heard, literally one HP. <laughs> okay, okay, so here's the thing. Um, do you want me to come and try and uh, restore your HP? Or, because I am the only person who is up in the air in attacking this thing range, should I stay up here attacking it and can other people heal you at all? Oh, just kill it. We Take can it. deal with Bramwell after. Yeah, it's got one HP. Okay, okay, I'm going to try and kill it as best I can. Um... So I'm going to use uh, Spirit Guardians. Let's do Spirit Guardians. Um, I now have spirits called forth to protect me. Now, these are supposed to look angelic if I am a good character and fiendish if I'm evil. Can I have them look like witches again? Because all I want is the coven. Yeah. All of my spells are the coven now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll become an evil character. I'll change my alignment if I need to. I need my coven. No, that, I assume that's the flavor on all your spells now. Yeah, so this is totally fine. The problem is, you did say this thing has good wisdom, didn't you? Yeah, is this a damage that is this a spell that does half on save? Because then it doesn't really uh, matter. This, but... this is it does half on save. Did you say what? Okay. Oh, oh, will I kill it anyway? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's 
Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't twig what was going on there. Three D eight. Uh, Vindros, paint me the word picture of you and your coven. Also, I assume uh, you and your art collective, you and your harem, you and your band. Any, you know, when witches get together, stuff happens. Oh, exactly, exactly. These are all the same things. You know, they've got a paintbrush in one hand, a wand in the other. They have, obviously, third and fourth hands because Vindras is casting the spell which they have <laughs> to have the, the, you know, the musical instruments in, etc. Um, you should start a book club. Exactly. Book there's, club. A, there's a hand free for the book. Actually, no, there's not a hand free for the book club. That's for the knitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that... Um, they're gonna make their approach basically so that they are directly between this creature and Bramwell, so that if the thing attacks, Vindras is in the way, uh, and just gonna go once again, charging full full pelt, ma- generic magic spells charged forward as we bash into this thing and smash through it. <laughs> uh, okay, so you say through it. I assume lethal damage as the the coven like basically kamikazes through the animal. Yeah. Uh, lethal damage. I'm picturing going in one side, coming out the other. Oh, okay. Yugurin Lagan, the Chimera. Yeah, you you get the freeze frame where it's just the silhouette viewed from the side and just the dramatic, (laughs) ooh, there's you coming out the other side. I'm an anime witch. Um, yeah, and if I, it falls out of the air and when it hits the glass forest, it, it is impaled like it fell into a Mortal Kombat spike trap. Yikes. Well, that's what you get from being a jerk. Um, it, as it slides slowly down on its glassy impaling spikes, um, the party, I assume, like, all gathers around Bramwell. Uh, how does, how's this going? I'm just gonna hug him now. No rolls. Um, thank you for, uh, taking care of old long legs back there. Uh, she old being okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, he fine. Uh, how are you, though? Oh, uh, fine. Never been better. Really? Because it looks like it's bad. Well... I've come to the conclusion that white phosphorus is bad. It's <laughs> very painful. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I can't really offer much help here other than pat, pat. Thank you. I would actually greatly prefer no no patting of the skin right now. It's all very tender and burning. Oh. Okay, my bad. Oh, it's all good. The sentiment is received quite well. Hopefully, hopefully, at the very least, when the new skin, you know, grows in, you can <laughs> shed this layer, and shedding skin is always fun. I don't think that works uh, like it does for us. Is that not how, does that not work for you? Oh, I'm sorry you don't have the joy of shedding your, your, your layers. Oh my god, we need to have, like, a molting party sometime. <laughs> I know, right? I've always dreamed to have the ability to molt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perhaps one day. You just stuff the molted skin in the corner somewhere and pretend it's another person. It's a great time. Uh, hand to sleeping bags, too? Yeah! <laughs> Vereen, Vindros, uh, and Lola just like, damn, these mammals, they don't even know about <laughs> molting. <laughs> Didn't need help putting the the skin back on? Did it come off? I'm confused. What's happening here? Oh yeah, no. Uh, I'll 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 do a uh, heal. Let's let's do some just uh, cure wounds. What what do I roll for cure wounds? Oh, it's one d eight plus wisdom uh, where is it? modifier. 
Uh, seven. Um, okay, so I'm going to do it one level above usual, so that's um, 25 that you are healed, because I automatically heal the max amount. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vindros, you can plant the the Black Moth shield into the ground, I think, and like you know summon a bunch of magic into it next to Bramwell, and these like, ethereal moth wings wrap around him and hold him and heal him, but there is going to be a lasting consequence. Chris... Time to gut punch everyone who can hear your voice. <laughs> okay, so I have two. You tell me which one's better. Oh, um, oh, you're making me an accomplice. Okay. Yes. One, Bramwell can never be healed again. Period. His body rejects magic. It just won't work. Christ. Two, my maximum HP goes down to 10. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it can never be healed is much more interesting. The other one is just like, yeah, too much. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs>